recording. It is recording. And welcome to Dancing with Gravity, my podcast about everything juggling. Uh, today I'm going to talk about something weird. Uh, it's kind of like sometimes going through my brain. It's uh, the economy, uh, juggling and the economy. Or more like um, my place as a juggler in the economy. Because, uh, I don't know, I like following uh, the economy, the, the patterns and the philosophy behind how our world function. And uh, one thing I learned is that our system is based on a capitalist uh, philosophy. And uh, what I understand about it is that the, the core concept is free market. So it's an open market for everyone to exchange stuff. And that stuff, uh, we call it... Uh, I'm hearing something. Oh, yeah. The music just started. Wait, I need to stop the music. Okay, I think it stopped. <clears throat> All right. Where, where was I? Yeah, the, the exchange value. We call that um, monetary exchange value. You know, so, well, before a long time ago, money didn't exist. We were just trading stuff or like giving each other stuff you know i'll give you some apples you'll give me some potatoes or something like that and eventually you know when you want to trade potatoes for a horse it's a shit ton of potatoes so i guess we created money so to to simplify like okay i can exchange my potatoes and get enough money until I can exchange my money for a horse or something like that. So now it's all about the money, but actually money was just there to facilitate exchange. So that's why we, I think it's called like monetary exchange value in, in our society. But when you think about it, like when I'm juggling, I'm not creating any exchange value. I'm not I'm not creating a product. I'm not creating um anything. I'm not growing potatoes. There's nothing I can really exchange that is concrete in my hands that I can hand out to someone and give them for an exchange of some money. I'm not producing anything. Unlike a painter, you know, like other art forms, they, they can create something. They can actually create a painting and, you know, keep painting for a while. That's what I like about it. You know, you can like go away, spend a month somewhere and just produce like paint. I had a friend like that in south of France. She would go away and just not talk to anyone for like months and and produce like she would make a whole series of painting on 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 a, on a new concept and then it would she would come back to 
the society and, and, and have something to exchange, have something of value to exchange for some, some cash, an exchange of cash. So uh, I don't have that as a juggler. If, if I'm not juggling, there's nothing. My juggling is, is, is not creating anything. Um, my juggling is, uh, it's actually an exchange value. No, no, I'm mixing it up. Um, juggling is an experiential value, an experience. So it's different than exchange value. It's an experiential value. So it still has value, but only in the experience of it. You need to be there. You need to to be there and see it and experience it to get something out of it. So it's not worth nothing, but, you know, it's like a different... It's it's a... I'm going to double check I'm recording. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's working. It's a different... um, Yeah, it's a different thing. It's an experience. I like performing and I like showing that to people and sharing that with people. So I, that's not a problem for me. The thing is I'm tied up about, you know, getting the job done and being on stage performing. You know, I, unlike the painter, I, I can't juggle for two months and then come back and s- you know, get money for my juggling. I have to be there. And it, it can be pretty exhausting because when I'm on tour, uh, we do some like, I like big tours because you just work a lot and you're in front of people for a long time. A lot, like every day, twice a day, one, two, three shows a day. So by the end of the week, we're doing between 8 and 12 shows in a week. I like that because uh, the rhythm of being performing every day is helpful for the body because the, the body is a, is a wonderful machine that we don't understand at all. But one thing I know about the body is that repetition really helps. So repeating day after day really helps the body being in a routine. That the body likes routines. So being in a routine of performing like one, two, three times a day is actually uh, easier for me than performing like once a week or twice a month. Uh, it, it's harder, you know, in a sense to like keep the rhythm and being perform being able to perform at my best but that means that i'm on tour it means that i'm on the other side of the world it means that i'm away you know from everything from my family from my friends from the community i'm living i live in from oh the heat uh, start up again i hope it's not too loud um and don't get me wrong, like uh, being on tour around the world is wonderful. I, I got to really expand my um, 
my appreciation and understanding of the world and understanding that the world is different and cultures and people are really different all around the world and it helped me understand that there might not be like one truth and not you know specifically maybe not the truth i'm coming from like maybe where i was born and raised is great but it might not be the only way to grow and become a man or or human being there's so many different ways to be a human on this planet and touring in china and russia in the us all over europe and understanding the difference in the cultures and the appreciation of uh, life and everything in life really helped me expand my understanding of the world and and the understanding that i i don't know anything and and what i thought was right or righteous 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 i don't know how you pronounce this but maybe i'm not always right maybe there's so many ways to to be that w which is the one that's right they're all right in different ways depending where you are on the in the world everything can be right or wrong literally actually i i think there's a place on earth for nearly every action can be actually right or wrong depending where you are on the planet so it helps put things in perspective and and be a little humble about my own beliefs and my own uh, culture and background and where I come from and put all that into perspective and not be so stubborn and um, selfish. So it helped me a lot. And I still love traveling. It's just being on the road is hard. Uh, being on the road away from my family is hard. My family cannot always travel with me. I have grown up kids. I mean, they're teenagers now. And, you know, we need to, they need to go to school, have a rhythm, all that. It's, it, it can be tricky. Like, the, the older I get, the trickier it gets to, to, to be able to be on the road. So I was thinking, you know, like, okay, w what options do I have? Because what I create is an experiential value. It's not an exchange value. I, I'm not producing anything that I can share or sell. So, actually, that's why I'm doing this podcast. Because I thought there's a lot of people out there like you that you know are interested in juggling what for a lot of different reasons like what what does it mean how how do you juggle better simple questions just how do you do it or maybe more interesting and deeper question in a sense like the philosophy by, behind it like what where it can help you grow 
So I decided to do this podcast and talk about all that because I want to share that. And the experiential value is mine only. And it only exists because I do it. Juggling only exists because I juggle. And I thought, well, sharing and teaching about juggling only exists because I do it too. So I don't have anything to sell, although it would be helpful sometimes if I had some kind of like gadget to to sell so I could make some cash, but I don't. So I decided I'm just going to put that out there and share it, share my experiential value in the world, in the society of today, in the capitalistic society of today. And I decided to do that because uh, juggling is is intuitive and I learned to juggle by myself mostly. I had some really good insight and various juggling teachers along the road that I really looked up to and learned from, but I didn't go to school and I didn't have like a teacher for like years or, you know, like you do to university or um, whatever school to learn a craft. Jugglers don't do that. We don't do that. Like we, we, and I thought about it. Like why? Why most jugglers are autodidacts? Why most jugglers are self-taught? And I thought about it and part of it is, um, I think part of it is it takes so long to learn to juggle. It takes so many hours and it takes so much time then it seems impossible to be able to afford to pay someone to, to be there next to you all that time, like eight hours a day for years but other disciplines they do it you know it's like um you don't learn to become an architect by yourself you go to school and you you learn i don't know how to be an architect i don't know what you learn but you learn some stuff you know it's like complex when you see architect drawings it's like they know a stuff that i don't know because i don't get it what's written on this thing but they do so or even if you want to phys- you want to be a physicist you know like you're not going to come up with einstein's you know law of relativity by yourself you're, you're gonna learn it you're gonna like open the book and listen to the teacher and learn it but we don't do that. We juggers, we, we don't do that. And I, I, I think it's a mistake. I actually think it's a mistake because there is a technique. There is a juggling technique. There is ways to juggle better, easier, faster, like to, to grow faster, to learn faster, to, to learn the proper way. And when I say proper way, I, I don't say like there's only one way to juggle, but like we have a body and there's a mechanic to our body and there's a there's a way to juggle in harmony with our body in the relationship with the space around us 
and uh, relationship with gravity and the relationship with the object, all of that, there's a, there's a methodology, there, there is nearly like laws of juggling that exists. And it, it would really take a genius for a juggler to come up with all, like by themselves and, and understand all of those laws of juggling. You know, it, it's nearly impossible. I, I didn't. I, I got like, I figured out a few things by myself, but mostly I accumulated like a knowledge from all the different jugglers and juggling techniques I learned around the world. And by losing a lot of time and spending a lot of time hurting myself, doing it wrong, uh, practicing in a wrong way and like having to learn to correct my mistakes and like correct my wrong habits. It took me years. I, I'm juggling for 25 years now, but I probably lost a good 10 years juggling in the wrong way, you know? So I'm thinking, well, juggling takes so much time already to, to practice and to create and to make real. Maybe it would be nice to, learn to do it right the first time around so yeah i'm thinking let's just uh, do it and put the technique out there so in the podcast i want to talk about that and in the the youtube channel i'm going to start it soon in the youtube channel i want to actually like do um how do you call that uh tutorials you know like to well, to teach to juggle, like so people can actually watch the tutorial and at any level find tutorials uh, for their own levels and, and make progress faster. We'll, we'll see how it works. So because juggling is my passion, my life, and I spent so many years practicing juggling, performing, so I want to share it. Although I don't really have a plan and um, I haven't really figured everything out just yet, but I've been pushing back this desire, like this moment to like actually share it because I, I have this brain, this way to go about things that I need everything to be perfect and I'm a perfectionist. Maybe you need to be a perfectionist if you want to be a juggler. Well, although no, it's not true. I have good juggler friends that are really messy and not at all about the perfection and they're beautiful jugglers they have their own style and they develop their own um uh, yeah identity as jugglers and they're not perfectionist maybe it's something different like you definitely need to be obsessive compulsive i don't know if that's the right term but like you definitely need to be obsessed about juggling to become um, an experienced juggler. But perfection, not necessarily. But I, I am a perfectionist. And so I really pushed back this moment of sharing with you because I thought I needed to have everything figured out, like everything I'm going to say, everything I'm going to do, 
what I'm going to say first, what I'm going to say second and third, and what I'm going to say 157 or whatever. Like, I just need to go ahead and do it. So that's what I'm doing right now. I I have an idea about what I want to talk, but I'm just going for it. Bear with me. It's going to be great. (laughs) I think I'm telling myself that right now. Um, yeah, so I, I am letting go of my expectations, um, and I'm just going to try, oh, the heater is kicking back in, um, I'm looking at my note, like, what, what else I want to say here, oh yeah, I had an example, (laughs) I thought about it, I was like, okay, who which juggler like did it like created such a good business model or like a business out of his juggling that it's you know like it's really like successful and there's only kind of like one that came to mind and like like big time and it's uh his name is Guy La Liberté he's the founder of uh le Cirque du, du Cirque du Soleil the Cirque du Soleil and uh, <laughs> I was thinking about it, but I was like, actually, I never saw him juggle. I bet you never saw him juggle. I, I bet no one really remembers seeing him juggling. I know he was a juggler because, well, I know. But he was mostly a really good businessman because he started a small circus troupe and turned it into a entertainment multinational corporation thing that is huge now making billions of dollars and so okay this juggler made it you know like created from his juggling initially created something else but I, I think he's probably a better businessman than a juggler I don't know if he was good. I, I don't even know, actually. So I, I am a juggler and I'm not really a good businessman. And I think it's okay because I just want to juggle. So I thought, you know, like instead of desperately trying to create exchange value with my juggling, I'm going to share my experiential value. Because it's mine. It's there. It's uh, I created that so I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. <laughs> so I think it's beautiful. I think juggling is beautiful. And I think you can learn so much about yourself while you're learning to juggle. I encourage you to juggle. And now it should be the... T- oh, yeah. I want to just a shout out at my brother who's a musician and he's uh, created the band called Head on Television and that's the track you're listening to like no the, the name of the track is Kill the Disco and he made that with his buddy so thank you Sylvain for 
lending me your beautiful music. I really love it. I think it kicks ass. And I also want to thank Davide, who's the creator of Play Juggling. And it's the brand I, I use for my juggling bowls. And this guy really like blew me away when I met him something like five years ago. Because, I mean, I need to tell you that story. I, I was juggling until then with hard, uh, st we call it stage balls. So stage ball is like pretty big. It's like the size of a pomplumus, like pom pomelos, I think you say. A pomelos, you know, like bigger than an orange. So a pomelos is pretty big. And I had uh, juggling balls big like that. And they were hard, like heavy. No, I mean, not like heavy, heavy, but like heavier than a normal juggling ball. And hard, like really hard. So when they would fall on the floor, you would really hear like this bang, big banging sound. And I mean, it's difficult. Like think about trying to juggle like... I mean, I know juggling like eight, ten balls is, is difficult, but with those kind of balls, it's nearly impossible. And I was juggling with those. I did juggle with those for like 15 years. Even my tour with the Cirque du Soleil, I was juggling with those balls, doing my finale with like eight ball finale with those heavy, like hard balls. And when juggling balls are hard like that, It, it's really hard because uh, w when they bump into each other in the, in the air, if, if you know you, you mess up the trajectory and two balls bang each other, <laughs> that's weird, two balls bang each other, well, bang in each other, um, then they explode. So the pattern just explodes. And there's no way you can like recuperate or catch them it's just a mess so um the, you need to be perfect you need just to, to to do the thing perfectly and when you're performing in front of 5,000 people the pressure of like being the performer in the Cirque du Soleil I can tell you I, this was really killing me but then uh, Davide sent me his juggling balls and they're a little smaller and at the beginning I was I'm a little pissed off because I really liked the fact that my jogging balls were so big. But actually, it made things much easier. And they're they're soft and they're uh, smooshy. So when they bump into each other, it doesn't explode like that. And they have liquid silicone in it, which helps them stabilize. So you have like the best of like, this is the the... Russian, Ukrainian style of juggling. They put sand in balls to stabilize them in the air. But the problem with the sand is that it's not fluid. Like the sand makes it like kind of like shaky and vibrating in the air. It's, it's kind of weird to me because I, I didn't start with this props and this technique. So it, it's not easy. And then, uh, yeah, so the, the Davide's balls, they're like called Silix Light. The one I use is Silix Light. Uh, and they have liquid silicone, which means that it's fluid. So, like, all in all, it took me like a week to adapt and change, like, slightly my technique to that. But then in a week, I doubled my level. Seriously, like suddenly I was able to do 
a bunch of stuff with eight balls, like pirouettes and like patterns, really complex patterns that I was dreaming and thinking about for a long time. And suddenly I was able to actually do them. It was like a dream. And this guy keep, kept sending me like different types of juggling balls, different colors, different version of it. Every time he improves it, he keeps sending it to me so I can try and, 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 and give feedback, you know. So he's actually asking all jugglers all around the world to keep giving him feedback because he, he's still improving the props constantly like he, he there's no definitive prop he, he's he's listening and improving the props and i he's the only guy i know in the juggling industry that actually does that like actively listen to juggler and i'm like oh you, you let his stuff be out there for like a long period of time trial he sent his props to like the best juggler all around the world, listen to them and improve the props. And it's a work in progress. And that guy is like awesome. So thanks, Davide. And if you need juggling props, definitely go there. It's like playjuggling.com or something like that. And uh, you're going to find him. He's awesome. So keep juggling. Oh, yeah, my little ending mojo modo thing wait a second i should have it somewhere well now i can't find it in my notes yeah no mm. yes so failure is an essential part of juggling but failing is not the problem the problem is not learning from your failures juggle fail learn repeat booyah